Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Kirby, do you want to know what's in my bag right now? Yes. Tell me. 100% not staged. In addition to some fruit snacks and and pouches for the children and 10 lip glosses, I have three big effing claw clips <sighs> at all times. You can change them every couple hours. <laughs> exactly. In addition to the one that's in my hair right now. There was some controversy. Kirby said that I should not be driving with a claw clip on because she saw a TikTok. I have seen the TikToks. <laughs> yeah. I have seen the TikToks. I think to be safe, it's probably best to take them out, unfortunately. Well, you heard it here first. Yes. You heard it here first. From today's guest, who is Julianne Goldmark, MEJ's founder. Welcome to Los Angeles. Yay. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I've been listening to your guys' podcast for a long time, so I'm super excited. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Thank you for coming on. We know you're super busy, but yeah, Kirby's like, Sarah, take the claw clip off when you're driving. I'm like, I can't. It helps me keep focused because the hair is out of my face. <laughs> but how do you put your head back? Is it like bumping against the back of the headrest? <laughs> I don't lean my head back when I drive, Kirby. <laughs> You're like very much like a relaxed driver if you're like, no, I literally have my seat completely upright and I'm just sitting there like this, like <laughs> how people drive. That's that's how I drive. I'm dying. My head doesn't touch the cushion for me. This is how Sarah Tan drives. And Sarah Tan may not know this is how she drives. She drives like this. <laughs> I'm like, up. I yes. am like old Asian lady. I love some like, you know, on PCH. Then I then I let loose a little bit and I lean back. No, I pr honestly probably am too. So maybe that's why it doesn't touch the back of the headrest for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're, we are so thrilled to have you on. Kirby and I were talking about how we remember when we were baby beauty editors and we got pitched you a baby beauty founder. And I just remember thinking like, this girl's 14. That's wild. No, it's been crazy. I mean, I, we've been in business for almost 15 years now come January and it feels like it's been so many different chapters, but it, at the same time, it also feels like I've only had MEJ for the past four years because we did such a big rebrand and we've had such a shift in our clientele and our products and the way that we've marketed the brand. So it's a lot of like emotions and crazy things to have had this company for so long, but I definitely remember those days of desk sides and meeting with all the beauty editors and all those things back 10 something years ago. It's crazy. Love that. We want to know what is on your face. Obviously, we know what's in your hair and yes. <laughs> how you're accessorizing. There's like a fun new thing that we'll talk about later in the episode, obviously for hair. But what is on your face? What are you loving right now? Makeup, skincare, or, you know, as a brand founder, are there other brands that you think are doing really cool things and that you want to tip your hat to? Let us know. 
For sure. I mean, right now I've been traveling a little bit and I feel like the weather is kind of changing, at least in LA and New York. And so I've been breaking out a bit. So I kind of try to keep my routine as simple as possible if I'm having those kind of skin annoying moments. So right now I'm using First Aid Beauty face wash, which I feel is an extremely underrated face wash. One of my best friends who has really breakout prone skin turned me on to it. And it's just simple, clean, like, you know, it's unscented. There's no hoity-toity things to it. It's just an amazing everyday face wash. So I've been using that. And then I'm obsessed with Avene, Aven. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but there's Cyclophate cream, which is basically just a calming cream. And it really helps kind of keep my redness at bay. It helps my breakouts, but it also hydrates without being too hydrating. So those are my go-tos right now as far as skincare goes. Makeup wise, I invested in the Clodopo foundation, which I'm obsessed with. Yes, I use the tiniest bit and it goes a long way. I had the same bottle for almost a year. So good. Don't know if it expires or if that's a good thing, but I've been using the same one for a long time now. And I just use a little bit of that for makeup and my Dior little highlight palette if I need it, or if I'm feeling like I need a little bronzer, a little shimmer. And then of course, I kind of have this like mix of lip that I like to do. I love the road peptide and toast. And I'll usually line my lips with Charlotte Tilbury. <laughs> and then I also love Lucas Pawpaw ointment. Do you know what that is? Like in the red bottle? Yep. Yeah. That's kind of my go-to for at least like before bed and in the morning and stuff like that. But I like the combination of all of those. Lucas's pawpaw ointment has multiples now. There's like the original, which is red. Uh-huh. And then there's like a yellow one, like a teal one. There's like all these varieties now. Okay, they might have flavors now. I like the original, mm -hmm. which is the red. And I use it on everything. If I have a cut, a burn, a scrape, anything like that, I'm using it. I use it on my lashes sometimes. I use it for everything. So that's, I go through tubes of them. Okay, wait. So can we talk about road real quick? Because everyone was telling me toast is like the one. And I tried it on and literally I was like, is this clear? Because it was such a perfect match for my lip tone. I couldn't even like tell I was wearing it. I was like, is this just like the normal lip treatment? Does it have any shade? Then I tried espresso. Okay. Y'all, Sarah with a fuck-ass bob, which we're going to try to get her on. With espresso? <laughs> with espresso, with anywhere caffeine, makeup forever lip pencil. I'm telling you, no one could tell you shit, Sarah. Be a vibe. That's your fall identity. Literally. I'm <laughs> not kidding. That's my fall identity. Okay. It's actually like the perfect brown lip tint. It's hard to make a brown lip tint. I haven't tried the espresso yet. I feel like I might look a little crazy with it. The toast has my heart. And so does ribbon. No. No, you think it'll look good? Okay. You can make it work. Okay. Do I need a bob also? <laughs> <laughs> no. You're like, no, please don't. You have the most beautiful long hair you could <laughs> I could never do a bob. You could, but you couldn't. First of all, I love the routine. It's like, you're such a beauty girl. Yes. Like Kirby and I are like, yes, yes to all of this. Oh, and Tower 28 spray. That's another one. Obviously that's not new. Everyone knows how amazing it is, but I love it. Have you tried their cream, their moisturizer? No. So you were talking about how like you're using, you know, these like gentle products for mm -hmm. your skin. And I got microneedled this past weekend. And my esthetician was like the whole rest of the week, no actives, like only use like a couple of things that I'm going to tell you to do and use a moisturizer that's like going to be non-irritating. 
find a moisturizer first and foremost that's going to be very nourishing to your skin. And I had it and I've tried it before, but I was like, okay, let me just put this on and see. Usually with moisturizers, even when they claim to be gentle, I get a burn them after I put it on, like after microneedling. No problems. And this is my skin with no foundation. Wow. I mean, you have amazing skin just in general. Also, the the serum is really good too. Yes. Like just the whole system, like the, the serum, the moisturizer and the spray. Okay. I need to get everything because I right now I only have the spray. I need to get the full lineup for sure. It's so good. Okay. So we were talking about how you were 14 and a baby. Yes. <laughs> so scary. <laughs> so the story <laughs> goes that you wore uniforms to school. You wanted to like express yourself and the way that you could do that was through hair accessories and you would make your own with your mom. You would go downtown buy like fabric and stuff and you'd make your own, which is so cute. And then you would sell them to your friends when they started to ask you like where it was from. Do you remember like one or two of the first accessories that you made? Yeah, I have them somewhere. I have them in a box. They're not cute. But at the time, I thought they were gorgeous. <laughs> we would get a hair elastic. I mean, no, underwear elastic and dye it and then make it into a headband, which is kind of where the knotted hair tie started for us. But then I would buy like little rhinestones and embellishments and feathers and ribbon and kind of like glue it onto the headband. So it'd be an elastic headband with like glued little things on top of it. Those were kind of the first. And then I think they would fall off and like, you know, they wouldn't wear that cute because they were extremely handmade. And then we kind of just veered towards like standard headbands and hair ties made with the elastic in different colors. And that's what we started selling to our friends at school. And it, you know, they don't crease your hair and there's all these things. And people just kind of fell in love with them. I think just for the reason that there hadn't really been anything like that aside from a drugstore hair tie. And it really didn't pull your hair. You know, when you like take a drugstore hair tie out of your hair and there's like a clump of hair that wouldn't happen with these knotted hair ties. And so it was kind of just this newness that I think at age 14, 15, no one had seen and loved and everyone wanted like all the colors and all the tie dyes. So that's kind of how it started. That's so crazy. So you were doing this like after school. Yeah. After school, watching TV, me, my mom, my grandma, sometimes my sister, we would just like be nodding hair ties and, and watching TV. <laughs> family affair. So great. And it's still a family affair, which is so crazy. Very, very, very crazy altogether. So while you were answering that, Julian, I was looking on the website and I'm like, okay, I need these pop star clips immediately. This sweetheart clip and cherry pie. Oh, the pop star clips are honestly one of my favorites. I'll get you all everything you want, but the pop star clips have been people's favorites. Incredible. And obviously like the paddle brushes are so gorgeous. Makes it fun to use hairstyling products. I think that's kind of what people gravitate towards. Is these are everyday essentials that you'll have for a very long time and you can throw it in your bag. You can use it at the gym. You can use it at the office. You can use it on a night out. And But there's something special about them, whether it's the prints, the designs, the materials. It's kind of just elevating your day-to-day -day hair essentials, which is kind of what MEJ is rooted in. And you know what else? I think that your brand caters to a wide demographic of people because mm -hmm. for someone like Sarah and I, we're 36. We love this just as much as someone who is your age, you know, at 28. And then even a younger oh, demo sure. of people like I could see mothers buying this stuff for their daughters to have. It kind of like naturally lends itself to that, right? 
Yeah. I mean, I brought Zoe to the MEJ event and she was having the best time with all the clips. And I'm still trying to get Julianne to make like baby clips for the tinies. We have to. Oh my God. That would be so cute. Okay. So <laughs> I know. we have to talk about this though. So you were featured on Oprah's Favorite Things. Basically, Chris McMillan featured a ribbon on Jennifer Aniston. And then from there, you are on Oprah's Favorite Things, like literally as a child, like a child brand founder, which is the best thing I could ever think of. It's incredible. How did that even happen? Like, were you like sending things out to people or like, were they organically finding it? Did you have a publicist? Like, what was the strategy? Honestly, it happened really organically. And we were also very lucky in the sense that our business partner at the time's mom got her hair done with Chris and they had worked together. So he would do her hair. They would kind of like trade. She was an organizer. So she would help him organize and he would do her hair. And she was like, you know, the girls have been making these hair ties. I need to bring them to you. They don't dump the hair. It's not an official business. It's just something they're doing for fun. And so she brought them to him and he absolutely fell in love with them because he didn't want to use the hair ties that were snagging and pulling his client's hair. And so he had a little bowl at his station at his salon and his clients would take them. And I think one time he was doing a red carpet look for Jennifer Aniston and he threw one in her hair. And he wrote us and was just like, Hey, like, just so you know, I used one on Jen Aniston today and she loved it. Like, I'll send you some photos, blah, blah, blah. That was the end of it. And it was again, super organic. It's not like we assumed that he would be putting in these people's hair necessarily. And also you have to remember that Instagram didn't exist at the time. So this is all word of mouth. It's hardcore magazine press, if that. And so there was this great photo of her and I can't remember exactly who it was, but Someone then from there asked to buy the hair ties and used it as like a what's in my bag for Marie Claire magazine. So there was like, you know, how they would like spill out the bag and take that editorial photo. And it was such a thing. And I always looked forward to seeing what was in people's bags. And so it was that in a hard press magazine and they needed a place to write like how to buy the products. And so at the time we didn't have a website. So we just mm -hmm. put my mom's friend had a little boutique and we just gave her a bunch of hair ties and a phone number. And so the second that the magazine came out that week, she got so many calls of people trying to find these hair ties and buying them from her small boutique. And then, you know, from there, we had to make a website and so forth. But it really was because of Chris McMillan that we were able to even get that kind of exposure. And it was such unexpected exposure, which is also why this all happened, you know, so organically and so mom and pop. But it was definitely something that we're so forever grateful for. So cool. You had to be like the coolest girl at school. I went to a very small school and it was a very academic, strong school in the sense of you had to be the top of your class and have really strong grades. So I honestly think that like anything outside of school was kind of frowned upon, like having hobbies and a small business outside of the day-to-day -day academics was like so unheard of that if anything, it kind of made me more like alienated, I think, from my peers than you would think. I kind of understand that too, because at the time, like you said, there wasn't Instagram. So it wasn't like people were walking around on their phones going, oh my God, look what Julianne did. You would have to like literally physically bring a magazine or something to school. <laughs> I was like, I was embarrassed as a kid about it. I don't know why looking back now, I wish I could like redo my middle school and high school and be super proud, but I would like hide it. It was kind of like my secret little business that I had with my family and my friend and that was it. 
And then you were on Oprah's list. Yes, that was very crazy. I feel like that's honestly kind of what catapulted the brand into this other dimension in a sense and really took us to the level that we had no idea that we could possibly reach. And again, no Instagram. So Oprah's favorite things. I mean, she's obviously number one, but that magazine and that holiday issue was, you guys know, like the Mecca and every brand would give an arm and a leg to be featured in it. And we would just continually send product to the editors. We knew that, of course, if it's coming out in November, we would send it, you know, spring, early summer, just in hopes. And we would every year send the same thing. And Adam Glassman, who was, I believe, one of the head editors at Oprah's Magazine. He loved MEJ and he was always so supportive from the get-go. And we had built, you know, a really amazing relationship with him and their team. And finally, one of the products got picked, which was crazy. What product was it? It was our Infinity headband, which was just a big elastic headband that can hold a lot of hair. We still sell it to this day. It's always sold out, which is amazing. And um, we dyed it and maybe like six jewel tone colors for that season. And that's what got chosen. Who do we think is on the Oprah level now? I don't think the Oprah list really has the pizzazz it used to with the show. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a thing. And now I feel like it's kind of tapered off in a way where it's like, yeah, people like to celebrate it. But who is that person now that you're like, oh, so-and-so mentioned us? Oh, that's tough. Because I feel like, I mean, it would be really cool if there was that one person who had this list every year also, because it's such an exciting thing. Is it like Alex Earl's Amazon storefront? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I feel like maybe, I mean, it's not the same, but like an Allure Beauty Award is very much so that. But at the same time, Oprah's favorite things was like a list of toasters and blankets and home goods and just a plethora of all these amazing products. So I kind of wish there was something like that, honestly. Outside of a list, though, is there a person that when they drop MEJ, you're seeing results? I would say there's a few. I think it's definitely across the board. Matilda Jerf girls are obsessed with her hair. So inherently, if she posts a clip or something about hair in general, it's going to kind of blow up or have some sort of commodity around it. I mean, she does have such incredible hair. That's a great segue to the next question. So like when I think of MEJ, I think of like cool girls like Matilda, like Kirby was saying, like, It reaches like a huge demographic, but like young girls wanting it to be cool. Like there's just something about it that feels really chic, but on trend, but it's classic at the same time. And then you see it on Hailey Bieber and Sophia, also all of your besties. (laughs) No, absolutely. All those girls have been our number one supporters. And it's something that I'll be so grateful for until the day I die. And it's so crazy because I think it's really nice for young girls or people looking for style inspiration to have a product that is, again, our products are definitely on the pricier side, but it's a bit more attainable than, you know, maybe a Celine or Chanel jacket or something like so over the top and crazy. And I think that this product and our essentials, we have pieces that range from $8 to $150. There's kind of versatile price market for, you know, anyone that's looking for a little something to add to their hair care routine or to accessorize an outfit. And I think that's what's so nice about this product is like what you said earlier too, Sarah, that the age range is so wide. You know, we have toddlers who wear a product and we have grandmas that wear a product. I think it's really for everyone. And you really feel that I think through our community, whether it's those girls or our customers, there's kind of just this like collective bond that everybody really gravitates towards these products, which is so special. 
Way wants to give you the confidence to live life your way, especially on wash day. Whether your strands are fine, medium, or thick, Way has shampoo and conditioner that's quick. From volume and shine to deeply hydrating, Way helps you find your way on good hair days every single day. Yeah. <laughs> Did y'all like that shingle? Did I get everything I needed to tell you about Way in that singular jingle? Y'all, what can be said? We love Way. We've talked about this a million times. We are so thankful that Way is a partner of Los Angeles because literally, I mean, we've had Jen Atkin on the podcast, the founder. We, I feel like we grew up with this brand. Like we remember when it launched, they have expanded so much, but one thing remains the same. Hair is the piece de resistance of this brand. I'm personally obsessed with the detox shampoo. Y'all heard me rave about this. I literally just talked about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. But that is what my scalp needs because you know that I do not wash my hair every single day. And by the way, I had the cleanest scalp at the Dyson event the other week. So I'm just telling you, <laughs> it works. They have something for every hair type. No matter if your scalp is super dry or your hair is super thin and you want some volume or maybe it's overly processed. Like, let me hold your hand when I tell you this. You may need a leave-in conditioner. You may need one. And there's no shame in that game. Bust out the way leave-in conditioner. We love it. I mean, they have so many products, whether it's shampoo and conditioner, treatment products, styling products, fragrance. We love everything Way. Way guarantees a good hair day. And you can wash your way to healthier hair with shampoos and conditioners made just for you from way of course just go to t-h-e-o-u-a-i.com and use the code gloss for 15 percent off your entire purchase that's the way.com and use code gloss again that's t-h-e-o-u-a-i.com code gloss for 15 percent off your entire purchase so how do you stay relevant for 15 years in a category that like one would argue like hair accessories is hard to innovate in so how are you innovating in like claw clips and headbands? It's very niche. I think there's a couple things. Something that I think to myself a lot is, you know, where do we want to exist in this marketplace? Are we beauty or are we hair or are we accessories? How do we get there? And like, how do we stay the best at it? I really think that what we've been able to do is kind of cultivate this very like holistic brand world with our customers where we're listening to them on what they want and what they want to see whether it's hairbrushes or our new styling stick or specific themed collections around hair accessories. I think that this community that we've been able to foster is kind of how we're able to innovate these future collections and really fulfill product needs and wants from our customers. And I do think that's kind of what keeps us on the pulse. We're constantly talking to our customers. My friends are constantly giving me feedback on, I don't like this. I don't like that. This is what I'd love to see from you. And at the end of the day, like who better to trust than your friends and your family who are going to be so honest with you? And then of course, your customers who have been purchasing from you for, you know, either it's their first time purchasing or they've purchased 15 times and they want to see the brand, you know, grow and exceed. So I think that it's kind of this mix, but at the end of it, I really think it has to do with this really beautiful brand world that we've created. Okay. I have a comment and a request. Comment. The take a bow pins. Are you fucking kidding me? How cute are those? They're very cute. It was for our bridal. I was like crying. I'm like, they are so cute. For bridal? See, that's perfect. They're the cutest little pins that have tiny little bows on them. No, they're precious. 
but that's a perfect example because you know I'm not married. I never thought of doing a bridal collection. We got so many girls that were customizing clips that said bride and so forth, and a lot of inquiries for more white pieces for brides and baby blues for something blue. So we're like, okay, we just have to put out a bridal collection of some sort because that's the only way that we're going to be able to tap into these brides all around the world. Okay, and then my request: Have you guys done licensing before? You had like Summer Fridays, you did a collab, you did a Juicy Couture collab. So we've done collabs that are more like partnerships, but then Juicy was a licensing deal. I know you're going to ask. Come the end of 2024, you are going to need to start thinking about the licensing for NSYNC because we have been told, we have no idea if this is verified, but there will be a tour of some sort happening probably in 2025 and announced late 2024. I've heard that as well. I shit you not. If you had a claw clip that said like in sync or like bye bye bye. <laughs> yes, or like clips with like the star or like a JC pin, just the letters. <laughs> just the letters. Listen to this. And I think that people listening to this will understand. Sarah, I I swear you had the same thing. There was a necklace. You would go to Claire's back in the day. Claire's was my Mecca, which by the way, like this, the whole thing with MEJ is like, I want people to feel like they're walking into like Claire's and limited too, but a little bit more elevated in that excitement. A hundred percent. Yes, you nailed it. But they had sync necklaces. So there was like sync, and then there was like Justin, Joey, JC, Lance, whatever. I had a JC one. It was literally like painted silver. So it was like tarnishing my neck half the time, but I did not take it off. <laughs> if you made the little JC pin, oh my God, girl, I'm telling you right now, the millennials would have a mental breakdown. I agree. Also that licensing for tours is something that is a huge market. I mean, that's obviously something I've looked into and thought of. It's 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 a big space. And I think you know, all the merch and stuff for the Taylor Swift tour and the Harry Styles tour. Like, I mean, that's the dream, but I completely agree. I thought you were asking selfishly for a Los Angeles collab because that's what I was going to ask for. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> but like, let's be real. sync is going to benefit Julianne more financially. <laughs> it, it would be more beneficial for her to go in on NSYNC. You know what I'm saying? And Taylor Swift, let me just tell you, Taylor Swift needs some help with her merch. Like her merch literally looks like a... 12-year-old designed it and not like a 12-year-old Julianne, but like a 12-year-old that does not have any design at all. And I'm like, girl, what are we doing here? Like, you need to up your game. If you were like pumping out like claw clips that said like, look what you made me do or some shit, people would love it. Oh my gosh, totally. No, people would go crazy. Rep on a claw clip, girl. There's so many things. The touring is a huge, huge, trust me. I like think about it on like daily, actually. If Justin decides to go back on tour, there should be like a Bieber pin. You know that necklace Haley wears that has that giant like fat B? Oh, for sure. Yes, the B. You could do that for a pin. Yeah, we got you, girl. We're we're, we're here with ideas. I love that. You should come to our next brainstorm. Yeah. Sounds good. Send us a calendar invite. Speaking of business strategy, there are so many MEJ dupes out there. Like you can get on Amazon right now and probably like find one immediately. Target makes some that look, I mean, they have to be identical. I watched a TikTok of this girl who like was like, I really wanted to buy the the MEJ one, but then I got these. And you could clearly see they're obviously not as well made, but like there's so many, so many dupes out there. Totally. How do you feel about that? 
There are. I think I've come to just accept that like we live in the world of the dupe. Not everyone is going to love your product or be able to drop X amount on a hair clip, which is completely understandable. And I, there's plenty of things that I would love to buy that I can't. Some of our items are copyrighted. So that's where it gets a little bit trickier. And that's kind of like the only space within where we're able to actually do something about it. And that's just like directly with like the seller. So for example, if there's a listing on a website and they're selling a copyrighted item, we obviously are entitled to get it taken down. But unfortunately, it's kind of just the name of the game. There's so many businesses that get duped and can't do anything about it or get duped and it affects their sales. But I think at the end of the day, you know, our customers are wanting to invest in a quality hair clip or a quality hairbrush and you know, that's what they're here for. But I also think we've evolved so much, you know, we've evolved into this next chapter of our first hair care product. So I mean, Jay's on a different chapter on a different level, ultimately, but of course, it's annoying at times. And I think it's, you know, how could you not be annoyed to see, you know, dupes for your products, but I think it just it is what it is. I try to just not let it get to me. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, but also when you're putting in time and effort to create something, it has to be just frustrating. <laughs> For sure. And especially, you know, we partnered with a very incredible designer who's based in London. And a lot of these pieces, she's, you know, hand drawing and hand crafting. And we're working together on these beautiful CADs of these products that are then gone into sampling. So when it's something that we know is going to be a bestseller, we do our best to copyright it. And of course, it takes time. I mean, it could take up to 10 months to have something copyrighted. But for our best sellers, we try to definitely make sure that they get copyrighted for that reason, just to protect ourselves and to protect our designer and our team. Ooh, that's fascinating. I didn't even realize you could copyright a product. So you can copyright the designs. You can't copyright like a general t-shirt or like the general claw clip in general, like, you know, just like a plain claw clip. You definitely can't copyright that. But because we have some pieces like our pink angel food or cherry pie and all those kinds of more detailed clips we were able to copyright, which is really nice. Oh my God. I love that. I know I have all the copyrights framed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Okay. Let's talk about Angel Stick. Congratulations. You are now entering the world of hair care, which is exciting. But then that, you know, obviously opens a whole new world of things that MEJ could launch. Tell us why you wanted to make Angel Stick and like why you decided to venture out beyond just accessories? I mean, first and foremost, it feels like a very natural direction. This product pairs so well with putting your hair up, styling your hair on the go, quick and easy hairstyles. And I knew that if we were going to go into this world of hairstyling products or hair care, if you will, that it had to be something that paired well with our existing and future product lines. I didn't want it to be shampoo and conditioner. I wanted it to be something that really makes sense and is a strong asset for the brand. And again, pairs well and just makes sense for your day-to-day styling. And then the other part of it was really that we were getting so much feedback from our customers. Like I said, messages, DMs, friends saying that we need to come out with a styling balm or styling stick. And that's kind of like, I think ultimately what you know, propelled us into starting to formulate this amazing product years ago. And for me personally, I have so many baby hairs and so many flyaways. And I don't necessarily like do like a full snatch every single day of the week, but I love to be able to just have a nice, clean, simple balm to tame my flyaways. And especially when I'm getting ready in the morning and I have limited time. And that's what this product is for. It is really cute. Can you tell us a little bit more about Angel Stick? Like, 
it's a hair smoothing balm, but what's the texture like and what's in it? So it's a hair smoothing balm. I would say it's more of a buttery, balmy texture versus waxy. I didn't want it to be ultra waxy because I personally find that waxes are really hard to get out of your hair. So we did kind of more of a mix. There is an amazing wax in it. We have vitamin E oil, castor seed oil, which is obviously so nutrient dense for your hair and hydrating. We have Murumuru butter, which is also a really yummy ingredient for your hair. I mean, there's just so many nutrient dense elements to this formula that really kind of make it like an all-in-one hydrating stick. I mean, I use it on my cuticles. I use it on my eyebrows, but obviously it's meant primarily for your hair. But I think what's really nice is that there's no additives. It's sulfate-free, paraben-free, mineral oil-free, everything-free, cruelty-free, vegan, gluten-free. So this product is really just kind of like your go-to staple for taming flyaways and styling your hair in any capacity. It doesn't even have to be up, truthfully. We have girls that use it for their blowouts kind of at the end to just like moisturize the ends a little bit. And, you know, the more you use it, the softer the texture, you know, the balm gets. We recommend kind of putting it on your hands and warming it up a bit in your hands, but you can also use it directly onto your hair. You can use it with a Bora bristle brush. It's such a multi-use product. And I feel like that's what made the most sense for our first styling product or first hair care product. So you should give it to your friend, Sophia Ritchie, so she doesn't get attacked from all the commenters who are telling her not to style her hair wet, not slick it back wet. I honestly didn't know that either, that you can't style your hair wet, but this stick is perfect for that. It obviously is best used on dry hair. And I feel like people will hopefully really love it and want to use it every single day. It's like also the perfect size, right? Like it's not too big. Like you can just get in there really easily. But it's a great size. Yep. It's truly like a travel on the go styling bomb. And all of our customers, they're working, they're getting up in the morning, they're going to a workout class, they're going to meetings, they're going to the office. And maybe after work, they're going to meet their friends for dinner or they're going, you know, whatever it is, we want something that can stay with you throughout your day because that really is what our products were made for. Okay, so you have your pick of the litter when it comes to accessories. If you're wanting to tell someone how to start curating their hair wardrobe, what are three things, and these can be tools, accessories, whatever, what three things do you think people should start with? A good brush, depending on your hair type, a good claw clip, an angel stick. Because with all three of those things, you can honestly accomplish so much. You could do an amazing going out evening style or just a lazy girl style. If I had to pick one though, out of those three things, I would actually choose a brush. I think having a really good hairbrush is something that's so underestimated and you don't realize what a difference it makes, whether it's for your scalp health or for your hair health. So definitely finding a solid hairbrush that you really love. I've been realizing this, but Sarah, I have a brush wardrobe. (laughs) I have a brush that I use when I get out of the shower to like detangle. And then I have my boar bristle brush. So if I'm going to do like the slick back bun, I do that. When I wake up in the mornings, I use the boar bristle to like get my hair kind of reactivated in a way. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And then I have one of your brushes, Julianne, and it's like, it's like almost like a massage for my scalp. So I just like to use that one regularly. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. The bamboo one. Yes. I use it obviously to like brush my hair when it's wet or dry as well, but I use it to kind of like 
I don't know, I read an article and who knows if I'm doing this right or not, but I use it to like stimulate my scalp before I go in the shower. So like I get off like the dead skin and stuff, but this is like my favorite brush for that, the bamboo paddle for sure. Yes, the bamboo paddle is gorgeous. It feels amazing. At first, I had my boyfriend try it and he was like, this is awesome. I'm like, okay, you can't have it. Ha <laughs> ha. But it's good to put some hair oil in before you get into the shower and kind of like massage it in. And then you get in the shower and it's just chef's kiss. I'm like imagining Julian like a princess in the morning with that brush, like brushing your hair absolutely, like a hundred times or whatever. I know. the bamboo one specifically it's supposed to kind of like glide your natural oils along like each strand which is i think what the main benefit is that's my number one for sure but bamboo paddle brush till i die i think it's like such an essential for everyone and it's such a beautiful gift i know holidays are coming up like it's such a good gift it is a really good gift we have so many good stocking stuffers as well like all the smaller little pieces the pop star clips are a great stocking stuffer but investment wise i think the brushes for sure we've seen so many tiktok videos that are like this is how you do your claw clip this is how you like put it in the ponytail and you take it out and whatever is there a right way to do it what's your method there's not a right way i get asked this question a lot i think every person's hair is so different every length is different every texture is different every weight is different sometimes if my hair like right now i just cut my hair so I'm putting my claw clip in actually differently than I normally do when my hair is super long. So sometimes I'll do like a proper like cinnamon roll bun and then use the clip to like adhere the bun to my head. Or like right now it looks a little bit crazy and messy, but I'll just twist it up and put it and fold it and put it in or I'll do a half up, half down. So it really just depends on your hair type. And I feel like it's really hard to show people as well because a video you might see on TikTok might not be you know, the same weight or texture of your hair. So everyone's so different, but those are kind of my two go-to ways of putting a claw clip in. I like sometimes will like put it up and then I'm like, oh my God, this is the best way I've ever done my hair. And then I can never recreate it. And I'm like, how did I do that? (laughs) No, I get really excited. I know It's the most satisfying feeling when you get like the perfect one with like the perfect pieces hanging out, if that's what you want. Yep. I need a tutorial. Because I have hair extensions, so I have to keep it low because I have the tape-ins. So I can't do like anything up. I have to like keep it low. So because when I do it, I keep it low and then I twist. But then I always have like this thing happening where I, I look like a cockatoo or something. The bun method would be good for you. The bun method would be really good for you. And you can actually use a super small clip. It's basically like twisting a bun how you would like normally do. And then you're using like a smaller clip to clip the bun to like the rest of your hair, like your head. Oh, so maybe the size of my claw clip is the problem. Okay. I think so. Too effing big. Was too big for me. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Interesting. Too effing big. (laughs) Try a smaller one and tell me. If not, I'll I'll make a little tutorial video for you. Okay. Bless. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you so much, Julianne, for coming on. And so excited for this next chapter of hair care. Where can everyone buy Angel Stick and all the other incredible MEJ accessories we were talking about? Angel Stick is available exclusively on MEJ.com for now. (laughs) And we ship worldwide. So go get your Angel Stick. All right, that's it. Thank you everyone for listening. We will be back on Tuesday with the week's most buzzy beauty news. 
Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.